This is episode 22. Our season continues as we dive into relationships. This week, love is kind. Hello, hello, hello. We're just two normal dudes trying to live this Jesus life. My name's... <laughs> my name's Josh. Not Joshua Boobies, as my script says. <laughs> and my name's Andrew, and we are This Jesus Life Podcast. Podcast. Uh, Andrew, see... These are the things we would miss out on if we recorded an intro and played it each time, as our totally editor right. would love us to. See, we would have missed that I'm Joshua Boobies. When did you change that? I didn't even notice it till Just before we started, I, I wanted funny. you to have an Anchorman moment. Um, yeah, that's funny. Well, I don't usually read it, but... I, I started in the intro, and then I saw boobies on the screen, and I was like, not real boobies, just the word boobies. I was like, wait, what is what is, what is this? And I was like, oh, he changed the script. I'm, crying. I'm like crying, man. As you were going through it, as you were starting to say it, I could just see in your mind that you had just read it, and you were trying to keep it together so hard. Oh, we're keeping this. We're keeping all of this. It's so yeah. funny. The funny thing is... Oh. You try to do this on a regular basis. Something's changed. And I usually catch it beforehand, not when I've already started. But uh, Andrew, how are you, dude? I'm doing great, man. And I'm feeling better after a good laugh. You know, I've had a... It's a Thursday when we're recording this because we're trying to get ahead a little bit. We're doing two episodes this week. Um, and man, I've had just like a quiet day getting a lot of stuff done without many meetings. Nice. So I've had no big laughs. So I needed that. Um, how are you there doing, you man? I'm doing well. I, I got a yeah. question for you, though. You do? Would you rather be in jail for a year or lose a year off your life? Oh, my gosh. Um, okay, clarifying question. Do I know that I lost a year off my life? Like, do I have to say, okay, now I have one less year? Or do I just, like, not yes. know and live my no, like, life? Right before you were supposed to die, sorry, a year before you're supposed to die, the day before, you were notified you were dying tomorrow because <laughs> oh a year gosh. has been knocked off your life. Because of the choice you made like years because ago during made. this, would yep. you rather? Wow. Yep. Yeah. So you Dude. could be in your 80s. You could be in your 50s <laughs> if you die young. I don't know. Oh um, but whenever you're supposed to die, you were notified a year and a day before. So you have 24 hours, essentially, to come to terms with the fact that yeah, you're yeah. about to die. I think I would actually, I'd still go with that. I would rather have one year less in my life because then, you know, it's just kind of like you you at least have 24 hours notice. You're going to die. That's true. Which and you know it's coming eventually. Yeah. Yeah. Right? And if so you now, make it to a certain only... age, like if you're 75, you're like, I know I got a year less, but. I've lived a full life. I'm pretty good, yeah. you know? You yeah. probably live your life in a, in a better way, too, knowing that I might yeah. not have next year, so i got to like make the most of it now. And yeah. who wants to go to jail? It sounds miserable. Seriously. I've always had this yeah. thought of, like, Jesus, if I have to go to jail, I'm sorry, but for that time that I'm in prison, I'm not going to live by your commands or your life, and yeah. I'm going to shank the first first person I see. <laughs> <laughs> you'd be a you'd be a shanker, huh? Oh, you funny. have to be. You got to defend yourself. You do. You have to really create a reputation quick. Yeah. So I've watched enough prison movies that you know how it goes. Josh, would you rather um, be in a crowded room and fart and have everybody laugh at you um, loudly, Ooh. or be the only person laughing obnoxiously when someone else farted in that crowded room? <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, that's a good one. That's a, that's a good one. Uh, I'd probably go first one. Crowded room, I fart, yeah. everyone laughs at me. Everybody laughs at Rather you. than yeah. me laughing at everybody else. I'd rather be yeah. humiliated than be seen as the asshole. 
<laughs> yeah, because the scenario of you being the only person laughing is probably like 90-year-old grandma farts loud and you're the only one True. laughing. You know, where everybody's True. like, come on, Josh. Like, you know she can't help it. Uh, and you can't well, you can, like, play that off. Be like, go grandma. Like, I think there's a way to... I don't know. I might go with the la- latter one if that's the, the situation. I might be able to play that one off. Like, either guys. way. Like, it's, that's not funny. It's, it's not Grandma a just day, sat way. down and it sounded like she sat on a mouse. Like, come on. <laughs> oh, it's funny. Oh, Andrew, yeah, oh, but you're you actually rather... at Grandpa's funeral. It's the problem. Uh, <laughs> it was Grandpa that farted. No, no, <laughs> it's Grandma, funeral. but you're at Grandpa's funeral. No, and, I think it'd be uh, funny if the dead guy farted. Uh, you're like, ah. It's true. <laughs> it's true. How is nobody else hear this? Uh, all right, Andrew, would you rather be forced to dance every time you heard music, like full-out dance, not just like a little wiggle, right? or right. be forced to sing a song or sing along to any song you heard to oh like gosh. full blown like Celine Dion belted. Oh my gosh. I dude, I would uh I would have to go with the dance. I don't know why I picked Celine Dion. That's like so outside of my <laughs> But yeah, you're normal. Well you do you are a Dion <laughs> fan for sure. Um I would go with the dance. Like both of those are terrible, but the dance the dance at least you can like like be dancing real hard and just slide out of the room and then kind of pop back in when the song's done with the singing you probably would have to dance you'd have to dance to the style of the song too so you just be a really good dancer you got them all down yeah you got some like country western and got my country jangle going got my disco got my yeah totally i'd dance you know yeah why not why not Oh man, we do. Uh, we sing all the like goofy songs all the time around our house, and something fun is yep. that um, Catherine has picked it up. So she'll just sing nonsense songs all the time that she's like making oh, really? up, and it's pretty fun. That's yeah, That's don't get me wrong. Good. She sings stuff like "Let It Go" from Frozen all the time. Let it go. But then go. sometimes she'll just be putting her shoes on and be like, "Shoes on my feet." <laughs> You know, it's pretty funny. It's a good time. That's cute. It's a good time. That's cute. We have a video of my niece who's now, she just had a birthday. I think she's like 23-ish, something like that. Uh, She's younger than Nathan, and Nathan's like 25, 26. Uh, Mm -hmm. I'm sorry if you're listening to this, Gabby. I should know how old you are. Um, But we have a video of her when she was like maybe three at best sitting on the toilet because... Uh, she had to go to the bathroom and my sister was filming her and she didn't want my sister to stop filming her. So she's filming her on the toilet. Uh, and my sister's like, this is weird. Like do something <laughs> in the video. So she starts yeah. singing twinkle, twinkle, little stars. Um, and she's all twinkle, <laughs> twinkle. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. That's so good. That is awesome. I should probably apologize for sharing that story, Gabby, if you're listening. That's probably worse than the fact I don't know how old you are. It's much worse. I don't know. Uh, Gabby seems to own it. I think she likes it. You know, and when you're three, you can't control any of that. You know, you're a three year old. It's all good. Oh, my gosh. Well, speaking of needing to apologize like six times at the start of the episode, um, we're talking about love being kind today. Love uh, is kind. <laughs> love is kind. Josh, why are we talking about this? We're talking about this because this is the next characteristic of love that Paul uh, described for us in First Corinthians 13. Um, and if we're going to be great at relationship um, with those around us, we have to be great at love. Uh, and this is how we do it. So last episode, if we haven't had a chance to listen to it, go back. Um, we talk about love being patient um, and some practical steps on how do you actually live that out. And then this week we're talking about love is kind. Uh, yep. And I think I think a big thing with kind is there's this misconception of the word kind that you are just super mm-hmm. bubbly and nice. That's what kind is. Uh, yeah. And I think we'll get into some nuances of or different definitions of what kind could be and how it can be defined um, for the sake of others in in our lives as we do relationship well. Um, But speaking of love is kind, 
um, yeah. we're in the middle of a presidential election. Yes. Where mm-hmm. uh, I think there were a little over 30 days. So I think right November about 2nd, a month. I think. Yeah, yeah. So we're like 30, 32 yeah. days, 33 days. Um, and we just had a the first debate of, I believe, three a uh, couple of nights mm-hmm. ago. Uh, yeah. And I would describe it as kindness. I think so I think kind. both Trump so and Biden um, yeah. were very kind to one another uh, and supported each other and talked about think, the issues. Yeah, everybody uh, really who well. watched it just was talking to me about like that was the nicest, kindest yeah. debate I've ever seen. You're like, how am I going to be able to choose between two guys that just yeah. are such nice, Gosh. kind people? Two teddy bears. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think at one point uh one candidate called the other candidate stupid, not directly but in a roundabout way. Uh yeah. and this and the another candidate called told the other person to shut up. <laughs> yep. And said one said to uh, Trump, Biden said to Trump, You're the worst president we've ever had <laughs> straight up. Um at one point. And Trump, yeah, just made fun of him. Trump made fun of his like son for having drug issue, like all this stuff, man. Yeah, it there was, was nothing uh, that was bad. off limits. That is for sure. It was uh, bad. and no substance at all. Uh, I don't no. think any real question was asked, and I don't think any real answer was given. Uh, right. It was an absolute waste of time. It was but a crap show. We all watched it anyways because that's what you're supposed to do. But you had some yeah. thoughts on on the debate. Yeah, I did. Um, so. Uh, I was thinking about it. I got to have a really cool conversation with a group of uh, people I work with kind of um, about the debate yesterday because the debate was the night before. Um, We're filming two episodes this week so we can get a little bit ahead. So I know if you're listening to us, it's probably like two or three weeks from now, but it just happened. You can think back a couple weeks. But um, Oh, and there's going to be another one here pretty soon. So what we say now is probably going to apply to that one as well. Yeah, most likely. Most likely. No, I was talking with uh, with some people I work with and had a really great discussion, just kind of hearing like reactions to uh, to the debate. And mm-hmm. um, you know, as we were having that conversation, like the the takeaways were things like you know Trump said some racist stuff because um, I did pick up some on some of that. Um, Trump was really mean to Biden. Biden really hates Trump. Like, it's super clear. And they were very unkind to each other the whole time. And it felt like watching, like, my takeaway was, like, if I were in a conversation like that, and I was being interrupted that much, and it was just that hateful, I'd just stop that conversation. <laughs> like, we wouldn't be friends, yeah. you know? Um, but but overall, I, I something cool happened. I felt like the Holy Spirit kind of revealed something to me that I wanted to share with you. Um, and as, as we were having that discussion, I had this thought just hit, hit my mind of like, well, God set it up to be different than this. And I immediately thought of, um, Samuel where it's actually first Samuel eight. Cause I looked it up where, um, where God, the, the Israelites back in the day are saying Samuel, who was like the prophet to Israel, kind of leading them towards God in that time, said, Samuel, give us a king. Like, you're getting really old. Your sons aren't walking in the way you walked. Like, we need a leader, and we want to be like the other nations. Give us a king. And Samuel gets mad at them, and he's praying and talking to God and saying, like, they want a king. Like, they don't need a king. You're their king. And God says, Samuel, they're not turning their back on you. They're turning their back on me. Give them a king, but tell them what it's gonna what it's gonna mean, you know. So um, he says to the people, and I'm paraphrasing all this. He says basically, "All right, people, if you want a king, here's what it's gonna mean. He's gonna take your sons and daughters. He's gonna send them to war. He's gonna take your wealth, um, and and he's gonna use it for his means. He's gonna take a tenth of your grain, tenth of your animals, and um, and he's gonna kind of rule over you, and he's gonna see it as." This is my destiny to rule over you. This is my, not even destiny, but my right as a king. And um, basically, uh, he tells the people all of this, and they still say, yeah, we want a king. We still want a king. Of course we do. We want to be like everybody else. And the reason I say all that, it kind of framed around this idea of a debate, is that um, I think it still holds water. 
I think it still is true that like we live in the kingdom of God here and now. Like we, Jesus tells us we live in the kingdom of heaven right now, you know, like it's here and, uh, and we need to believe that and, and behave like it's true. Um, so all that to say, I think that that thing of like, you don't need a king, you need to follow God, you need to obey God and, and live in a way that he wants us to live. I think that's true. And I think we, mm-hmm. a lot of people before us, but a lot of people right now would would still say, give us a king, give us a president in our, you know, in our country, in our normal, give us a president. Um, because we want that. We want to be like the other nations. We want to be seen the same. Um, we definitely wouldn't say as a nation, no, we don't need a king. We just need God. You know, that's not what we would say. But yeah, I just felt like God kind of revealed that to me of like, hey, this it's because it's not working my perfect plan. You know, like it's not going the way it should be going necessarily. Hmm. So I don't know. That's my that's my two cents around debate stuff. Yeah. I don't know. I, I think we put, I think we put a lot of faith in our elected officials um, over our faith in God Himself. So, in yeah. all reality, say the candidate that you're not voting for wins the election. Mm-hmm. Um, could bad come from that? Yeah, it, it's definitely possible. Um, and can good come from it? 100%. But does it change your position with God himself? And it does it change God's authority and power inside? Uh, so it's really a, a piece of faith of like, even if my country goes to crap um, and everything falls apart because the leaders have just led poorly, is God still in control? Um, yeah. And where am I going to put my faith? And yeah, you're voting because you're trying to avoid something and you agree, align yourself more with with one candidate over the other. I I think where Christians get into trouble, I don't know if we've talked about this before, but um, we take this idea of of covenant theology with Israel um, and God made a commitment, not with an individual, but with a a nation. Mm -hmm. Um, And we take that idea and we continue to apply it to our nation. Mm-hmm. Um, and that covenant doesn't exist anymore. That covenant was fulfilled through the death and resurrection of Jesus. Um, the new covenant is a covenant between God and the individual. Um, so everything right. changed. Um, and I think we still try to apply those old covenant theology to uh, our nation. We're God's nation. We're, you know, the, the United States was built on Christian values. Whether that's true or not, and you could read different historians are going to tell you different things, um, it doesn't really matter in the grand scheme of things. Hmm. Like, God doesn't look at, at the United States as I'm going to bless them or curse them based on what they're doing. Right. No, that's, that's right. not the covenant anymore. The covenant's individual. So it really has nothing to do with our nation at all. Our nation can do whatever the heck it wants to do and continue to live. And God's going to curse and bless as he sees fit. Um, and not based off even our actions as Jesus told us, right. He's going to send rain on both the righteous and the unrighteous. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think we, we connect our political agendas, parties, preferences with our religion. Uh, and I think they are two separately that you're, you're putting them on equal ground and they're not equal. Like, here's my relationship with Jesus way, yeah. way up here. And yeah. here is my fact that I'm a citizen of the United States down here. They're not, they're not yeah. close to each other. Um, yeah. And I think we and get caught up in that. I totally, and we did the whole episode a while back. I should know the name of it, but I don't of kind of like old covenant, new covenant covenant um, and broke a lot of new, that down. I think. Everything yeah. is new. That, that's right. Um, but yeah, I think the the idea still holds water of like, you know, they're not turning their back on on you, person of God, they're turning your back their back on me. You know? I think that yeah. still holds water and like oh, even yeah. with what Jesus said of like, oh yeah, whose names whose face is on that coin? Caesar's. Yeah. Okay, give to Caesar what is Caesar's, give to God what is God's, you know? Yeah. Like I think it well, still that's a, carries weight. Yeah, yeah, and that's the other thing is I like um how do I put this? Um, I, I, I think that's the other piece of this is um, 
you're expecting here Trump and Biden, who are neither of them are, are well, Trump's going to tell you he's a believer, but whether he is or not, that's between him and God, yeah. I guess. Um, but I would right. argue from his actions, I don't see fruit. Um, sure. <laughs> so, sure. but but you're 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 trying to put your morals and your um, Christian standard and yeah. how we try to live this life as followers of Jesus uh, inside relationship with Jesus on two individuals that aren't. Mm-hmm. Um, like they they yeah. can have whatever moral standard they choose to have. Um, yeah. And now you're in this weird round of like, well, I can't vote for that individual. He's an asshole. Well, yeah. What does him being an asshole have anything to do with? Like, you should be voting on policy in all reality, not if he's an asshole or not. Yeah. Um, because the chances of being an asshole are pretty high, mainly because Christians are still assholes, uh, and we <laughs> we have direct access to Jesus. So those that don't have direct access to Jesus, why would you expect them to be anything other than than something yeah. that? you don't want to be like, I, I don't know. I, I think right. there's that piece of it too, that you just, yeah. and you're, and I'll say this too. We're making comments of, from two individuals that are hyper political. Like I yeah. would argue, Andrew and I love politics. Yeah. We know yeah, we the do. policies. We're right in the middle of it. We both uh, do. And yeah. Yeah. And we know who we're voting for and why we're voting and all those types of things. Yeah. Um, and yeah. yet we can still take this stance of like, does it really matter? In the long run, yeah. it matters as me as a citizen. It does not matter me as a follower of Jesus. Exactly. And it's that order we, we confuse and maybe bringing it back to kindness a little bit. Like, I think anytime we start to get the order of things that matter in our lives yeah. confused, yeah. then we start making the wrong choices. Like, because yeah. if, if to me in this moment, politics is more important than my relationship with Jesus or... Yeah. More important than my marriage, more important than me being a good dad, more important than my job, more, you know, go down the list. If politics starts bumping up and becomes the second most important thing in my life, the first most, then I'm going to start making some really bad choices. Like, and Mm -hmm. and anytime, like, I don't know, I'm not perfect. You're not perfect. uh, But anytime we would start to say this presidential race is more important than than more people coming to know Jesus. This presidential presidential race is more important than whatever, you know. We're missing the boat so so badly. It's not even funny. Like we can pray for for our leaders, we can pray for people in politics, yeah. we can pray that God reveals himself even through evil actions that that Mm -hmm. god would be revealed Mm -hmm. through the leaders of the nation that whatever like he's in control i'm not and i gotta be cool with that but yeah man there was a lot of unkindness shown and a lot of stuff where it's like well that sucks that those are the you know those are two choices one of them is gonna be president um in in a couple months here so it sucked uh to see that but that doesn't define me as somebody living in this country it certainly yeah. doesn't define me in the way that I, I view myself through my relationship with God, you know? So, yeah. um, yeah, I don't I think know. A lot of our identity comes from who we vote for as well as Americans. Yeah, um, it should have. I, I, I like think it's politicians their representation of us. Yeah. And <laughs> it's just a horrible position to find yourself in. Like, yeah. I don't want the people I vote for to be a representation of me, not no. in the sense that they represent me and my identity as a human being. I do want them to represent me in the sense that I'm an American and I've like, I want them to represent the policies that I believe they stand for. Um, But beyond that, like I align, I think we've talked about this before. I align more with the Republican platform than I do the Mm -hmm. democratic platform. I probably lean more centrist central than most Republicans do, but Mm -hmm. uh, I can vote for Trump and not think to myself, Oh, like, He's a great person. He's going to be a great leader. No. Yeah, you don't have no. to deceive yourself into yeah. this. He's this 100% is a righteous a bully. man. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's yeah. A 100% a bully, but he's also yeah. pushing through the agenda that I want pushed through. Um, so how sure. he's doing it does not need to necessarily be – because my two options kind of both suck. Like, yeah. I'd rather I not say. vote for either of them if I had yeah. a better option, but – uh, you right. know, I know Kanye's on the Colorado ballot, so that's a great win for us. But Dude, um, I don't think I'd he's going to win the election. I, just, I don't know. I think I think. Well, and let's get back to the kindness conversation too. Yeah. Like, yeah, man, when politics enters the picture, kindness goes right out the window. 
like, oh, dude, hundred percent. Right, like right out yeah. the window. It's it's back to that prison shank analogy of like I got to prove that I'm not to be messed with. You know, that's like politics yep. all day. Is I, if you hit me, I got to hit you ten times harder. You know, like I'm and sure. and when we think about kindness, like you started to mention this a little bit, but like. If I were looking to politicians, if that if that's my defining thing in my life of this is most important, I want to focus on politics right now because it's election season. Um, then then I start to say, well, how do they display kindness? How do they display love? How do they display trust? How you know, like yeah. you can start modeling your life after that, and it just is is going to take you. Like, who wants to be a politician, man? It's so dirty. It's like slimy. Oh, know, You're right? always lying. You're saying one thing, doing another. But when you start saying, okay, what what does it mean to be kind as a Christian? Like, you, you kind of laid this out where sometimes you could just think it means being super agreeable or always really friendly or smiling all the time. But you look at Jesus's example of kindness, and all throughout the New Testament, Jesus would, like— be noticing the people no one else wanted to notice like he would yeah. he'd be literally walking up to people with leprosy who you're supposed to be like i think the rule is like 100 feet from like they were supposed to stay far away from people that's some social and distancing would, right there he would break social distancing big time straight up walk up to them and heal them and like he did that on many occasions um he would notice the people who were the outcasts of society so to them they'd be like he's the kindest most compassionate person i've ever interacted with i would think they yeah. would say that now if you're a pharisee um if you're one of the religious leaders of the day that was like maybe i assume not all of them were bad but there were quite a few that were bad um yeah. jesus was not kind to them Maybe, maybe he was kind because he was honest with them and he was honest with them in front of people of like, you guys aren't leading people towards God. You're leading people towards you and you're doing it for yep. money, power, fame. You're doing it for to be noticed, to be invited to parties. You're not yep. doing your job right, you know, and he'd call them out. And, and if you ask them, is he kind? They'd probably be like, dude's the biggest jerk ever. We need to kill that guy. <laughs> We're trying to kill that guy. We tried a bunch yeah. of times and eventually it worked. Um, but yeah, man, it's, uh, it's interesting because we think of kindness and you might just think of a big smile or somebody who's a pushover or super agreeable, but I don't think that's what it means to be kind. Uh, I don't think that's what, what Jesus modeled. It, it meant yeah. to be kind, I guess. Yeah. I think Eugene Peterson puts it well in the message. Um, he takes this love as, Love is patient. Love is kind, and he kind of expands upon it. Um, but for love is kind, he he's, he defines it this way, or says it this way, I should say: love cares more for others than for self. Um, mm -hmm. And I think there's a piece of that that we like. We think kindness is I'm just going to tell you, Andrew, everything you want to hear. That's me being kind. Mm -hmm. I don't tell yeah. you things that are true. I don't tell you things that may cause pain or discomfort. I only tell you things you want to hear. Um, well, that's yeah. not that's not putting you, you know, in your, you know, caring for you more than I care for myself because I'm just trying to avoid conflict. Right. Um, but I can speak truth to you in such a way with great care and love um, that is going to come across in a way that I'm genuinely trying to be kind to you in this moment. Um, so like, here's a good example. And I think this example comes from, there's a book called the most excellent way to lead by Perry Noble. Um, it was written like, I don't know, four or five years ago. Um, we'll link it in the show notes, but um, he kind of takes first Corinthians 13 and breaks it apart from a leadership perspective of this mm. is how we lead well. And he shares a story uh, and I'll just paraphrase the story to retell it uh, about this principle of being kind. And um, mm. one of the things is, you know, say Sally, we'll pick on Sally again, poor Sally. <laughs> you know, Sorry, we, Sally. We really, really tear into you, mm. but we'll pick on Sally again. So Sally makes this um, gluten-free, sugar-free banana bread. Mm -hmm. uh, try it for the first time. She's never really uh, cooked it before, and she wants to test it out on you. Uh, so she brings it to you, and she's like, man, I worked so hard on this. I think I figured it out. Um, it's so good. Uh, and she gives you a slice, and you're like, it's gluten-free. It's going to suck, but whatever. I'm going to be kind and show her uh, and, and take a bite. So I take a yeah. bite, and it's terrible. 
terrible. It's the worst yeah. thing that I've ever tasted. I think she like put dog poop in it. It's so bad. <laughs> uh, but I put a nice face on and I chew it and I swallow it. Uh, and I said, oh man, that is, that's, that's so good. Uh, I'm so right, glad right, right. that you made that. I think, I think you're, you're right. I think you're onto something. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then time goes on. Uh, and now she wants to make this for the entire family. We're talking the extended family, everybody. We're talking hundreds of people. He's, she's yeah. going to make this for. Um, and she starts the word going around of, hey, the family reunion's coming up, and I'm bringing my famous, uh, <laughs> you know, super healthy banana bread. Um, oh. And, you know, Uncle Uncle Larry hears of all this, and Uncle Larry's kind of the, the matriarch or the whatever the man version Patri- of matriarch, patriarch. is. Patriarch. Patriarch. Uh, of the family, and he gets Sally up there and says, guys, Sally has brought her healthy banana bread. You can eat as much of it as you want. It makes this big deal out of it. Uh, and they start diving all slices, and, they, and, and you know, Uncle goes, hey, hey, everyone, we're going to take the first bite all together. Uh, so nobody eat. It's kind of like communion. Um, they actually, that, that they did communion together, and they replaced the wafer with the banana bread. Yes. And they all eat at the same time. And it kind of starts in the back, and people start throwing up in the back because it tastes like dog poop still. Uh, and it kind of works its way forward. And, and here is Sally in front of hundreds of her family members completely yep. humiliated because yep. you chose not to be kind uh, and tell her the truth. Yep. Um, that, hey, Sally, I know you tried really hard on this. I know that, that you put a lot of time into it, and you were trying to figure this out. But this doesn't taste good, and here's why I don't think it tastes good. Yeah. Right? Like, there's yeah. true kindness. Uh, yeah. And this goes along with the verses like there's a level of truth that we want to function inside of, but we don't function inside of truth without love surrounding it completely. Right. Um, I think that's why the way that this verse structure is built is love in all these ways. Mm-hmm. We still take pleasure in truth and then we yeah. continue to love in these ways. Um, and I think oftentimes we take the other approach of, well, because of truth, I just have to tell you the truth and not care about you as a human being. I'm no longer caring more about you than I'm caring about myself because yeah. truth is the most important thing in the entire world. And Jesus is very clear. It's not mm-hmm. love mm-hmm. is more important than the rest of these. Yep. Yep. That was a long, that was a long story and rant, but I, I think he gets the point across. <sighs> Poor Sally, man. She tried so hard on that banana bread, but you're right. Yeah. But let's be honest. Just- Sally's never made anything good. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's not your fault. Sally. Just happens. Yeah, if you've ever had her chicken marsala. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it is bad. Um, yeah. No, man. I uh, I think that's good. And just to, obviously, we're not like an all politics show, but that is a big issue right now in our country. And I think whether you're a Republican or a Democrat, an independent Green Party person or whatever you are, like right now, it's really, really, really easy to not to to just interject your beliefs um in a really passionate way to anybody who's talking about it so like i yeah. think the the like the way to be kind maybe or a way to be kind that i'm, that I'm at least trying um to do in this season is like i'm trying to just not interject my belief that often like i have strong beliefs and i I do care about politics. It it's fascinating to me because I think it's a way to kind of understand what people across our country are thinking and where our where our culture is. It's a it's a good lens to look through. But I get that that a lot of people, if you disagree with them about one thing, then like then they feel like you just stabbed them. You know, they feel like that's a yeah. that's like violent against them. So one small thing I'm trying to do that. I hope people perceive as as kind as trying to just be willing to to listen and be totally open to whatever opinions I'm hearing and not necessarily interject right away with, well, let me tell you what I think about that or let me tell you why you're wrong or, you know, it'd be real easy to say, well, that's really dumb and un- uninformed and this is why. Like, <laughs> all of those things could be true. Maybe you're listening to an opinion that's super uninformed from your perspective or just is yeah. uninformed. But... If we're here to represent Jesus, if we're here to live into the kingdom of God, then this this attribute of love that's demonstrated through kindness, like, this just isn't the season to say, I'm just going to crush this person politically and make them feel bad personally. Yeah. Like, 
that doesn't win anybody for first of all it doesn't win yeah. a vote doesn't win any influence but more yeah. importantly it definitely breaks well, relationship wins just wins a vote for the other side <laughs> yeah that's right yeah it solidifies it the other way but like mm -hmm. you know back to that kind of patience discussion we had it's like you're you're breaking the chance at further relationship by saying like oh let me tell you how dumb and wrong that is like no it's a lot easier requires a bit more restraint but a kind thing yeah. might often be in this scenario just to say i just don't have to interject my opinion if you ask me for it i'm happy to give it in an honest way if you ask me if the banana bread was good, I'm going to give you clear feedback of like, I don't need to crush Sally by saying, hey, that yeah. tasted horrible. I can't believe you even cooked something so bad. No, but yeah. you can be like, hey, you know what? I actually think normal banana bread's a lot better and it wasn't quite <laughs> sweet enough. And here's some of the flavors I got. Like just I wouldn't yeah. cook it again that exact same way, but maybe tweak it and try again. You know, yeah. like you could do that. Um, cause yep. it's kind, it's honest. It's, that's how you're being kind is by being yeah. truthful. So I don't know, man, it's just easy right now to, to want to jump into every argument online or to yeah. jump down people's throats when you're in person mm -hmm. and somebody feels the opposite way, thinks yep. the opposite way about politics. But I don't think that's kind. I don't think it's what Jesus would do. You know, um, no. if you had a WWJD bracelet, you could break it out right now. <laughs> and there's plenty of times that I'm on Facebook reading something and I'm like, oh, heck no. I'm yeah. about to post on this one. And uh -huh. then you got to stop yourself of like, one, horrible medium to have these types of conversations in. Yeah. Uh, two, yeah. I'm not going to convince them in this moment as elegant as I think my words are. Uh, and three, he's yeah. an idiot and he's not going to understand anyways. Uh, just kidding. <laughs> Uh, but like that's the reality of it. And I, I think too, there's a piece of kindness that we, um, we fear of getting trampled over if we're too mm. kind to people. Um, mm. we fear that we're going to be harmed in the midst of our kindness. Um, and the reality is those fears are probably true. Um, but it doesn't mm. mean stop doing it. Like I yeah. think of Jesus, uh, at, um, the moment of his arrest, so here's Judas, one of his his disciples, have been traveling with him now for years. Yeah. Um, they've been doing everything together. Like he's he's one of the twelve. He's he's right there with Jesus twenty four seven, for the most part. Um, and here he comes with these religious leaders to have him arrested and eventually executed. Yeah. Um, and comes up, uh, the other uh, disciples around him. One of them pulls out his sword, goes to cut off Judas's ear. Is successful at it, um, and. Jesus, in that moment, knowing that he just got betrayed by one of his closest people, mm -hmm. uh, could have been like, yeah, you freaking deserve that. Mm -hmm. um, but instead of, of that posture, he showed kindness in that moment. Um, mm -hmm. he, he grabbed the, the gentleman's ear, which means he had to physically touch him uh, and put his ear back on to heal him. Uh, so essentially, it's here is my enemy of enemies in this moment. Um, and in this moment, I'm going to show great care and I'm going to show yeah. great kindness and I'm going to do what's right. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's, I think it's easy for us to look at verses like that. And there's plenty of them of, you know, as you were saying with the healing of leopards and healing the blind, there's plenty of things that, yeah. that Jesus did to show kindness and they're all throughout scripture. But um, like, I think it's easy for us to look at that and say, well, that's Jesus. Like, yeah. sure. Jesus can do that. You're like, yeah, I, I get it. It's Jesus. But he's also the example that, like, that's yeah. why he came to earth, right? He was right? setting a very clear example to us. He could have came down for a day, did what yeah. he needed to do, and then died on the cross and took care of it. But he didn't. Right. He came right. down to right. establish his disciples, mm -hmm. to establish his church, to show us this this new kingdom and how it's lived um, so we can have the full life that, that he promised us. Yeah. Um and I think we often miss that and go, well, I'm just not Jesus, so I'm not going to do that. Or you go yeah. and say, no, well, Jesus got angry. And you're like, sure, he he did, and we have an example of that. And we'll get to those verses right. uh, a little bit later when we talk about love is slow to anger. Um, but anger, like, uh, I think you're trying to find justification oftentimes for you not to be kind um, right. rather than choosing to put others before ourselves. And I think when you start to live in that area, we start to live in sin. When I start mm -hmm. to justify, we justify our, our sin all the time. And there's just another example of that, but it, to yeah. justify this sin, um, we're not living in deep relationship with Jesus. We're not living a deep relationship with each other. Uh, and that's causing, that's causing strife and disconnection and, and essentially yeah. sin uh, in our lives. So I, I think you got to be careful in how we show kindness. Um, 
and not, and it's not a facade of kindness. We talked about this yeah. with patience too, right? Yeah. Like this love cannot be faked. Like, yeah. like it, it's just not a part of, of how this works. Like I can right. fake kindness to you, but, but like, let's be honest, people are smart. They know it's being faked. They know right. I'm not genuinely caring about them as a human being. I'm not seeing them as a human being going back to the political thing. Like no one right. sees each other as a human being when politics are discussed. Like we're just, we're talking about issues and we're going for it. Um, I'm mm-hmm. going to win this argument. Yeah. And I miss the, the person that's standing in front of me. Um, so I, I think there's a big piece of, of kindness that, that we miss when we choose not to see the people in front of us as yeah. human beings that I should deeply care for as Jesus yeah. saw human beings who's deeply cared for. Kind of goes back to the patience thing of, I can't show patience if I don't see you as a human being right. um, that Jesus deeply loves. Like uh, right. if you're just a task, you're going to help me accomplish something. I'm missing out on so much relationship in life um, yeah. because, because I'm too focused on, on what's in front of me rather than you as a human being. Yeah. And like going back to that, I think that example you used, isn't it like, didn't John grab a sword and cut one of the soldier's ears off? Was that right? In the, like in the arrest story, mm-hmm. wasn't it? So, like, if you think about it in the perspective of the soldier, he was going out in his mind to arrest a criminal, you know? And basically, like, that's what part of what soldiers did. Like, he, so in that guy's mind, it was just like, fight on, you know, we're going to get, this is going to get bloody. And, uh, and that was probably normal business, you know? Um, But that's probably true. But when you're looking at that through Jesus's eyes, he, knew that dude's story fully and was like, no, no, this hmm. is another chance for me to like blow somebody's mind with, with kindness, like real kindness yep. of like, whoa, everybody settle down. I'm literally going to heal this dude's ear. I'm going to put it back on. Yeah. And that guy, when he sees me die in a few days, like think of what his story might've been, you know, of like, yeah, that guy's the real deal. We just killed the savior of man. We killed somebody who's not yeah. a normal dude. Well, not only you know? him too. It's yeah. they're going to come with a group of guards. It's not going to be one guy just yeah. waddling on by himself. Like like you said, he no. thought he was coming coming yeah. with the um, you know to arrest a criminal. So that's yeah. the posture that they're taking. Yeah. Um, so it's not just the example to that one soldier. It's the example to everyone around him, and even Judas. Right? Like Judas eventually yeah. hangs himself because he real he realizes yep. what he came to do. Uh, or what his yeah. actions caused, and right, um, and you know Peter too, like Peter cutting off yeah. the dude's ear, like yeah. there's that piece of it too of like you just watched your anger took over and you tried to defend what you thought was the right thing to do, right? Um, right. And Jesus essentially redefined the kingdom again uh, right. and showed you here's the real posture we're supposed to take. Like, yeah. Don't it? Yeah. It kind of goes back to our earlier conversation too of of you know who's in office and priorities and all those kinds of things. Like here's a moment for Peter that he's learning of, Oh, like, yeah, this is, seems terrible. This seems like the most important thing in front of me right now. Right. But Jesus is trying to say in the grand scheme of things, this is just one step to a greater glory. Yeah. Um, Like chill your horses. It's okay. I'm still in control. Yeah. The Um, attributes of the kingdom of heaven are more important than the circumstances of this moment you just experienced. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, Mm -hmm. it's actually more important to consistently and authentically demonstrate kindness, demonstrate patience, demonstrate all the other characteristics we're going to talk about to show love and to do it. Like you said, you can't just fake it. Like, um, and, and I don't say this all from a perspective of being always kind. It's not true. I'm not always kind. <laughs> like, and I, I put my foot in my mouth a lot and, uh, and regret it, you know, um, in moments when I'm unkind. But, um, the, the ability to show authentic kindness from a place of like, I know God, I know Jesus, they're kind to me, you know, like yeah. Jesus sets an example of how I'm to live and, and through, God's power through his grace in my life, I'm able to live these things out and and look radically different. Um, One example, there was, I remember reading about this. It was probably six months ago when I read about this, but I think it was a story from a while before that. But um, there was a a shooting um, in um, an Amish community in Pennsylvania. And Somebody went in and shot, um, I think like three or four children died. It was like a radical shooter mm-hmm. went in and shot three or four kids in, I believe, a school. Um, and 
the the Amish uh, community that was in they hmm. they stood up that day um, united and said yeah. we forgive him we don't want charges pressed against him we want him to know hmm. Jesus we forgive him you know and like wow. meant it and it was just like not obviously not to be manipulative obviously they're mourning yeah. what just happened like they they just yeah. lost kids they got killed you know when they shouldn't and it's like everybody our natural instinct is like yeah kill that guy <laughs> he deserves to die yeah. so the public can yeah. see in a bad way yeah. and it's like no when like that forgiveness actual forgiveness is like well um i've been forgiven deeply of my sin i've been forgiven deeply of the things that that i uh did against god so i have to be able to yeah. show that to other people and it's brutal, and I wouldn't want anybody I know to have to be in that scenario of choosing, do we go yeah. out and say, give him what he deserves or, or forgive him, you know? But like, yeah. but I think that's the, the depth of authenticity you can have of like, no, I, I truly believe that I need to be kind, so I'm going to physically heal this person's ear in God's power, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, yeah. But for most of us, I think the, the normal reaction would be like, Oh, good. He lost one ear. Knock off the other one. Maybe the head. Like that's that's good, you know. But uh, but that's not that's not what Jesus did in the moment. So yeah. I don't know, man. It's possible. Is all I'm trying yeah. to say. The kingdom of God is here, and it's possible to live in it. Um, it's yeah. not easy. Well, and I think that's where we find that full life is when we choose to live in it and lean into it. And you know, Jesus was very clear: when someone strikes you on one side, turn to them the other cheek. And that yeah. seems stupid. That seems irresponsible. That seems um, uh, destructive. Um, it seems like it could be extremely threatening to our well-being. Um, but that—that's the posture that we're we're to take. So then, when I'm taking that posture, what I'm telling myself is, who's in control? Like, is mm -hmm. God in control still, even though bad things are happening to me, um, or? Is this individual that are causing bad things the person in control? No, God's still in control. He can redeem anything. Um, I shouldn't. I shouldn't live in worry. I shouldn't live in fear. Um, and I think there's a piece of that too. But I think to s sum up our entire conversation, since we've yeah. kind of been a little bit all over the place, yeah. Um, like as you're functioning and going through life, the question you should be asking yourself is: Am I putting the care for this individual above mm -hmm. myself in this moment? Yeah. Um, so when you're questioning, is this care, is this kindness? Well, kindness is putting the care of that individual and care looks in a variety of different ways. It's what's best for that individual. Um, yeah. and not being an asshole, uh, is, is a big piece of that. Uh, even if you are right, like yeah. that's not kindness. Like mm -hmm. truth does not beat out love. Like love right. beats out truth. Um, right. I think, I think the gospel writers and Jesus himself are very clear. It's grace and truth. It wasn't truth then grace. I think. Yeah. There's an order to it um, that if we can't show, tr if we can't, can't show grace or not, we're not going to be able to show truth well either. Yeah. And I think yeah. that's where we live is, is, is trying to do relationship better, better and trying to show um, love uh, through our kindness. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. I think that's a great like barometer to go from of, am I putting other people's needs in front of mine? You know, am I, am I mm -hmm. choosing to be kind when I could be not kind, you know? Because yep. it's a choice. It's always a choice. And and you don't need to be a doormat. You don't need to just have a great smile on all the time or a fake smile all, yep. on all the time. But, you yep. know, back to some of the examples we gave, like you, yep. you can be legitimately kind in a very, very clear way, in a very authentic yep. way. And it, you know, and it's obviously not for just the point of looking good. It's for the point of making Jesus look good. It's for the point of, yep. of pointing people back towards God, of saying like, yep. well, how the heck are you living like that? It's like, well, because that's how Jesus lived. And I know I know yep. God through his example, you know? Um, yeah. And I think, too, yeah. like one of the interpretations of, of Paul's writing about um, looking looking to the next life, like live this life yeah. for the next life and yeah, kind of yeah. how he explains those things. I think there's a principle inside of that of just pulling yourself out of the situation that's right in front of you that seems to be the most important situation um, to do what's right in, in terms yeah. of like truth needs to be spoken or however you want to, uh, you know, whatever you want to throw in there. And I think there's yeah. a real key of pulling yourself out of that situation to be mm -hmm. able to see 
the big picture, like going back to, to Peter cutting off the guy's ear, like it's pulling back and seeing Mm. the big picture. The big picture is there's a kingdom being established here. There's relationships that are going to be established here. You're about to introduce something that's going to bring hope and Mm. a future to so many different people, um, through the gospel through, and there's a bigger picture here. So this is how we live it. So we can live out the bigger picture. I know, my arrest, my death is right in front of us. I know that feels like the most important thing, right. but that's not the big picture. Can right. you pull yourself out, focus on the next life, and focus on right. the big picture? And I think we can do that in our daily lives as well in terms of yeah. even the little things of like, I'm going to show kindness in this moment. Is yeah. kindness in this moment, like how do I show it? Um, truth is important, but relationship is, is more important than truth. Um, that's right. So how do we live inside a relationship so I can speak truth um, because I have influence and authority to do so um, in a kind and caring way. I think we get those mixed up all the time that as long as I'm speaking truth, then everything's good. And truth outside of kindness is is just destructive. Yeah. Doesn't help anybody. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So last episode, uh, and I'll I'll let you go in just a minute here, man. But um, last episode, we talked about kind of patience, you know, ask God for a chance to to demonstrate it and and also ask him when you're impatient, Lord, would you reveal why I was impatient in that? With kindness, I don't have that clear of a challenge, but I know that you're probably, if you're listening, you're probably going to hear something or see something about politics that you deeply disagree with no matter which side yeah. you're on. And uh, maybe a small challenge is just value the individual more than the thing that they just said. Um, yeah. Choose to be kind. Choose to reach out yeah. to care for them, whether whether you agree with them about Trump or about whoever else. doesn't matter. Choose to reach out out of love and be kind to them because I think we need it, man. I think this has been a hard year for most people in our country and a lot of people around the world. So we could mm-hmm. use a little more kindness right now and we could definitely use some more love that comes from an authentic place. So that's yeah. what I got. No, that's good. That's good. Thanks for listening to our show. It means a lot to us and we hope that by listening, you grow closer in your relationship with Jesus and with others. And please help us out with rating our podcast or leaving us a review on the platform you're listening to if it lets you do that. You can also follow us on Instagram and please share us with your friends. This helps us share this message of hope that is found in Jesus and his gospel, a message that has the potential to change the lives of the people around you. And we want to hear from you. You can email us at hello at thisjesuslifepodcast.com, message us on Instagram, or just catch up uh, with us online on our, our website where you can view our show notes and all the links to the things we talk about at thisjesuslifepodcast.com. Thanks for listening to our show. 